Welcome to Grow Yourself to Grow Your Business, a podcast about growing your inner world so your outer world will reflect it. If you want to grow your business and learn how to make a profit in a heart-centered way, this is the show for you. Each week, you'll discover tips and inspiration for growing yourself, gaining wisdom, overcoming obstacles, and growing your business as a result. This is the podcast for holistic practitioners and coaches who want to make a difference in the world and be more profitable while helping more people. And now, here's your host, Liesl Teversham. Hello and welcome. This is Liesl Teversham of SavvySelfGrowth.com. And today I'm so excited to introduce you to a lady who is a huge inspiration and who has walked an incredible road and I can't wait to share her work with you today. So I'd like to share a little bit about what she's done and what she's about. Her name is Shayla Logan. And she calls herself a professional fear buster. She's also an Amazon best-selling author of 10 Beliefs That Are Killing Your Business. She went from homeless and hopeless to a six-figure international consultant in five years. And now, when she's not out riding her motorcycle or playing ball with her dog, she's using her extensive business background, combined with 40 years of experience in overcoming obstacles and busting through fears, to help conscious entrepreneurs become brave enough to be great. Shayla works with her clients on everything from overcoming procrastination, raising their prices, or becoming more confident in sales conversion all the way up to completely remodeling their comfort zone so they can take their business to the next level of income and impact. Shayla, welcome. It's really fantastic to have you and I can't wait to share your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you. It's great to be here. Awesome. And I'd like to dive right into our questions and I really am intrigued by this um, that you've taken, you've you've gone from homeless and hopeless to a six-figure international consultant, and you know, of course, that sounds incredible. And I know that there must have been a, you know, some <laughs> deep things happening and and a, and a very interesting story because success doesn't happen overnight. So, can you share with us a little bit about where you started this homeless and hopeless place and the road you took to get to get to where you are now? Absolutely. Um, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, I started out, I had a incredibly difficult childhood. I, I went through 23 different homes between birth and 18 um, and, and endured a lot of, you know, neglect and abuse and, and all kinds of other, you know, not, not great circumstances. And you know, then when I was 18, was kind of released out into a world that nobody had really prepared me to live in and ended up, um, you know, I couldn't hold down a job. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to work. I didn't know how to, you know, balance a checkbook or cook for myself or, or do any of those things that most people know how to do. And, you know, I ended up homeless and hooked on drugs and, um, my life kind of just continued to spiral out of control. And finally, when I was 19, I, um, I overdosed and had a near death experience. And I woke up in the bed in, in the hospital after they were able to revive me. I was, I was, um, clinically dead for five minutes before they were able to bring me back. And I woke up in the bed and I realized that I'd been given a second chance and 
I had an insight in that moment that I had never had before, because I think that prior to that moment, I had gone down the road that people told me was possible for me, given my circumstances. And given my history, you know, coming where I, where I came from, like my potential to most people was not all that great. Um, and, and I believed that and I bought into that. And so I didn't think that there was, you know, much hope for me or that there was possibility for me. And when I woke up in the hospital bed and I realized I'd been given a second chance, I also had this epiphany that I could change things, that I could do whatever I want, that I didn't have to listen to the world about what was possible or what my potential was. And so I sat down and I wrote out exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and at the time, all I knew was kind of what, you know, what society tells you to do, which is go out and get a good job and make a lot of money. So that's what I targeted. <laughs> mm. um, and, you know, I, I created a plan of what I wanted to do. And then I started to execute it. And it was a lot of work and it, you know, wasn't easy. And there were definitely moments where, you know, I would, you know, hit speed bumps and slide backwards and all these other things. But eventually I made it to the point that I decided I wanted to go. So it it felt like a great achievement to me. Um, and then I did that. I was in corporate for, gosh, 20 years before I woke up one morning and realized that that wasn't really where I was meant to go with my life, that that was just kind of where everybody says to go, but that wasn't really my truth. And so... Um, Right around that time, ironically, I got laid off uh, from the company I was working for and decided to start my own business, um, helping helping people change their lives. So, Wow. And, you know, it's remarkable to me. It's, I like what you said earlier about we buy into and when we are children we have no choice because we're not shown yes. other options so we buy into the possibilities that are shown to us and often what people believe we are capable of whether, oh, absolutely. whether we want to believe it or not that's the option we have so mm -hmm. what uh, was it just that that it was sounds to me like then just it was a remarkable epiphany just that I am able to change it. I don't have to believe that. I mean, that's just an incredible mind shift to have yes. uh, just sort of lying there. Um, that wasn't a, like a, a, a person coming in and saying to you, hey, these, there are these other options. It just came into your brain like a flash of insight or what do you ascribe that to? You know, I think that a part of what occurred when – during the period when I was, um, I mean, dead for lack of a better term. Right. And I, I think that I really had a, a spiritual experience during that time. Like I remember leaving my body. I remember seeing my body laying in the bed and feeling this incredible love and peace that I had never felt in my entire life. Um, my whole life had been a struggle, and in that moment, I just felt completely enveloped and loved and accepted, and <clears throat> I remember trying to communicate with the the hospital staff because I saw them rushing around and, and trying to revive me, and I saw them, you know, trying to use the defibrillator to restart my heart and all these other things, and I kept trying to communicate with them and tell them to stop, that I was okay, finally, you know. Um, I, I think that 
there were a lot of things. It was really interesting because I think that for many, many years, I thought that that experience changed me in some way. And then when I was, I don't know, in my mid-30s, I kind of woke up one day and realized I was having a conversation with a friend. And I realized that it didn't change me. It actually just uncovered me. Mm. Um, that it kind of removed all of the stuff that the true me was buried under mm. all of the, the pain and the trauma and the hurt and the, and the longing and, you know, all of the things that I had been through. And so it kind of became my mission of helping other people figure out how to uncover themselves without having to die to do it. Mm. That is amazing. So it's almost like what happened for you in a couple of minutes, like in five minutes, most often happen for other people maybe over 50 years when they were able to shed some of the layers and all of the junk and garbage <laughs> and baggage yes. that we collect over a lifetime. And if we have tools, we can do that with time. But it sounds yes. like it almost like, whoop, it got all peeled off in five minutes. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> mm. That is profound. And so now it's your mission to help others to find their core inner love and the, and the beautiful qualities that are underneath all of the layers. Absolutely. I, I love saying it as I, my mission is to use my journey through darkness to help others find their light. Mm, that is very beautiful. That's very touching. And so is that part of your vision for your business or what would you say your vision is and what's behind that vision? <coughs> You know, my vision, it's interesting because I think that really my main mission here in, in life is to bring more love into the world. Um, and I initially started out doing that, like, in a very direct manner, like trying to teach people about love and things like that. And ended up switching over and helping people overcome their fears because I realized that we already kind of have that at our core. It's just that, again, it's buried under so many different things that we can't get to it. And so if I help people break through their fear and tap into, you know, their calling or their mission, then, you know, I'm kind of a ripple in the world. I get to make a difference in the world through helping the people that, you know, are meant to make a difference or that feel called to make a difference or have some mission in life. But they're stuck in some way, whether it's their their fear or their lack of belief in themselves or, you know, for a variety of other reasons, we all kind of get stuck. And I, I remember the moment that I realized that my mission was to to bring love into the world. I remember I was at a hotel at a conference and I sat in the lobby of the hotel and I just, I cried because it felt so big and I felt so unworthy of something, you know, of that level. And I think now it's very important to me to, kind of be able to help the person that I was then, you know, that person mm -hmm. that knew that they had something bigger to give to the world, but they didn't know where to go with it. They didn't know what to do with it. They were afraid of it because it felt so much bigger than they were. Um, and, and that's really kind of the person that I try and work with today is to help the people like me that feel called to do something bigger in the world. And it just, it terrifies them and they have no idea what to do. And you know, they, they want to step into their calling or into their vision. And 
for whatever reason, they feel like they're unable to do that at the moment. And that's really kind of the person that, um, that I try and work with. I initially started out with entrepreneurs because, um, I think that I had this, this belief that was somewhat limiting that, you know, someone had to be creating a business, whether it was a nonprofit or, or making money at it in order to change the world in some way. And it was actually just a few months ago that I realized, you know, it could be the person that's going out after work and feeding the homeless. It doesn't matter. You don't have to monetize your mission in order for it to be valid. And mm -hmm. so I've kind of switched very recently in terms of how I describe who I'm working with. Mm, that is an interesting, very interesting switch because I read a fascinating blog post sometime during this week and I, I can't remember the author or the blog post title, but it was to do with playing small than playing big and how much we are pushed almost these days into, or it could feel like that, that we push to, you know, when people say don't play so small, it's, it's sometimes it's okay if we, if we want to, you know, just do what we love doing and, yeah. and you know, it may not have everything to do with a huge income at all, but as long as we're playing out that bigger, the, the mission that feels that's what we are to do. You know, I think I read that same article. It was brilliant. I loved it. Oh. Um, and I, I realized for me, when I read that article, I, um, because I had felt like, you know, I wasn't playing big enough myself. And reading that article, what I realized was that it wasn't about, like, for me, the number of people that I was helping, like I don't have to necessarily go out and, and help millions and millions of people. And I'm not saying that that would be a bad thing, but it was more about the type of person that I was serving that, you know, I had clients that really all they wanted was just to create a business. And it wasn't about the people that wanted to create a movement or to create something better in the world. Um, and so ironically, that article was kind of a part of my decision to say I'm strictly focusing on difference makers, you know, change makers and visionaries and people who are trying to do something different on this planet and not just someone who says, you know, I want my autonomy and I want to create a good business. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, mm. but I don't think that that's the person that I personally am meant to serve. Mm, yeah and that's what's so fantastic about having your own business as we go through these um what word to use like an evolvement of we, yes. <laughs> we do something for a while and then well yeah that was nice and maybe i want to do something else now or i'm going to narrow my focus or widen my focus or so it's never running your own business is never just a static I've, i'm set for life i'm doing this one thing and that's all <laughs> exactly <laughs> Never is. Yeah. Never is. And that's the fun so. and the growth that we can experience. Uh -huh. so, so that's my next question, Shayla. I'd like to ask you about growth opportunities or, you know, I can say growth opportunity or what's the biggest limit that you personally had to overcome to get your business to where it is today? Um, you know, ironically, I think that, you know, a lot of times whatever we do in business is – we are our own ideal client. We just happen to be, you know, one or two steps ahead of the person that we're trying to help. And so I think in a lot of ways for me, my biggest limitation was overcoming the fear of actually stepping into what I felt called to do. Um, to, to get past, you know, that moment of sitting in the, in the hotel lobby and crying and to actually say, okay, I have no clue what I'm doing here, but I'm just going to say yes when things come my way and see what unfolds. 
And that took a lot of courage that I wasn't really sure that I had. Um, because despite everything that I had overcome in my life up to that point, this felt different in some way. It felt bigger than anything that I had had to endure. Um, and I think a part of it is that it felt bigger because almost because it was a choice. It wasn't like something bad had happened to me and I had to overcome it. It was something that I felt called to step into, which was a different energy. And mm -hmm. I had never really like, I don't think even when I went from homeless to a hundred K that it felt kind of like this momentous event that I was stepping into. And so it was a completely different level of fear of anything that I had gone through before. And I had to figure out how to work through that. And I mean, it's great because I did, and now I get to be able to help other people through the experience that I went through. So, mm. I love what you said that we are usually our own ideal client, and that's exactly what I found over and over talking to many people and in my own life, that we can help people so much better with so much more empathy coming from the heart when we've been through that own experience and we know what the bottom feels like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. absolutely. Wow. And I also particularly liked what you said that it was, it felt like a choice, like you had this mission or this heartfelt mission that, that arose in your heart and you could have mm -hmm. said no, you could have said no, this is too big for me. Mm -hmm. But there was something that, that, that made you take the road, even though it was very scary. And I think what I would like to draw the attention there to for our listeners who may be, may be starting a business is even though we don't know how to do that thing that we want to step into, if we just have the courage and take the first step, do you find, Shayla, that things are shown to us as we go along? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, when, I, when I started out on, on my mission of bringing love into the world, I, um, it was interesting because I, you know, I won awards for work that I did and different things like that. And I felt really unworthy of that because I kept comparing myself to you know, the only person of of love that I knew was Mother Teresa, and I, was, I am certainly not her. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, I kind of had to gain the understanding that that was a part of the reason why I was called to do this work is because I'm not her, because I'm this, you know, person from the school of hard knocks with the, the rough edges and the, you know, out riding my bike and all of that, that I'm a completely different person and that there are people in the world that need that, that wouldn't be able to get what they need from the Mother Teresa type person. You know, hmm. um, I, I think that there were all, you know, a gazillion different ways that I could have chosen to, to, I realized that the path really didn't like the way that I did it didn't really matter. Um, and because I had no clue how to go about doing it, I just said, okay, I'm just going to say yes. I'm just going to say yes and trust the universe to send my way the things that I need to do. And they have changed over time. And I, and I find that there's a continual evolution. Um, in, in the beginning, I really struggled with almost kind of feeling like I was really flaky because, you know, every, like, every other week it was like I was going in a different direction. <laughs> mm. Or so it felt. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um and things are much calmer now in terms of my business is stable and, 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 you know, there's not, 
a great deal of variation between what I'm saying one week to the next in terms of what I do and who I help and, and the reasons behind it and all of that. But um, I, I think that, you know, that when I first started, the biggest hurdle I had to overcome was just saying yes and then seeing what popped up in my world and being willing to do whatever came my way, whatever was presented to me, like no matter how weird or crazy it seemed. Um, like I started some group in Denver that their sole purpose was to get together once a week and hug each other. Oh, lovely. <laughs> we, call, we, call, we called it Huggerama, and people and people would write to me all the time and say like how much it impacted their lives and how much it changed things for them and how much they looked forward to it and people started blogging about it and all these other things. And I was, and it just felt really weird and cheesy to me, but it was something that I felt called to do. And so, you know, it was just a matter of staying in that spirit of yes and, and then moving forward. My word, that is so incredible. And what I also just want to draw the attention to in case it just slipped by some of our ears is, um, I found it so amazing. Um, Often when we start out with a new business or, a, you know, we've just maybe learned a new way to help people, we want to be like somebody else. We've got a role model and we say, you know, I want to mm-hmm. do, do this work like that person because they inspire me. But what you particularly said is you realize that you can help people because you are different. Mm-hmm. And if we always trying to be like somebody else and do it like that person, we're only going to help all the same kinds of people. Right. Hmm, that is very profound, Shayla. Wow. And so um, I'd love to then ask you if you have some learning opportunities um, for our listeners. How can they get in touch with you? What's the best way? And do you have anything specific that people can sort of tap into right now? Absolutely. I have, um, <clears throat> you can reach me probably easiest through my website which is shaylalogan.com. That's S-H-A-Y-L-A-L-O-G-A-N.com. And on my website, there's an opportunity to get a video, which is called Reclaim Your Power from Fear in Three Steps. Um, And it talks about the process that I created for stepping through fear. Um, and it, it really gives people kind of a foundation to be able to start working through some of the fears of keeping them blocked from stepping more fully into what they feel called to do. Beautiful. That is fantastic. So many of us are absolutely stopped in our tracks when we encounter a fear for a new thing that we want to try or a new idea. So fears mm-hmm. are such important things to, to, to learn how to overcome. Mm-hmm. Great. And then, do you have maybe any last thoughts for us, Shayla, of either of inspiration or an action step that we can take? Anything you'd love to share that we haven't already covered? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I, I try and impart to people is that it's okay to be you. Mm. Like the, the world will adjust and it will also be a better place because it will give other people permission to be themselves as well. Mm. Oh, that is beautiful. Yes, it's in our own light shining, we give other people permission to shine as well. Exactly. That's beautiful. And Shayla, thank you so much for this incredible inspiration. It's been really fantastic to hear this journey from, wow, from really the bottom to 
to an amazing place that you've carved out for yourself and helping so many on the way. So it's been amazing for me to be able to chat with you. And I encourage our listeners again to, to go to Shayla's website, shaylalogan.com, and everything and plus her social media links will also be on our show notes page. So thank you, Shayla. It was fantastic for me to speak with you. Absolutely. It was great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you were inspired by this show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. For tips on reaching your goals as a practitioner, visit www.SavvySelfGrowth.com to receive the Savvy Goal Achievers Inside Secrets to reach your dreams. Each week, we will bring you tips and wisdom from experts who walk their talk and make an inspiring difference in the world. Shine your light brightly as you grow yourself to grow your business.